you guys. My name is Sierra Lyons. Thank you so much for deciding to tune in to Sit Still with Sierra. I don't know if you clicked on this by accident, if you came across it on accident, or whether you clicked on it on purpose and with purpose. I'm so, so glad that you're here listening, and I'm so excited to record my first episode. That's actually kind of crazy to say. Um, so for those of you who may not know me, and even for those who do know me, I'd like to, you know, introduce myself a little deeper, a little better. So like I said, my name is Sierra Lyons. I am 21 years old, and I am a broadcast journalism student at Florida a University. I'm actually a fourth year. I just started my first day of summer classes today, so I'm officially a senior in college, and that is pretty crazy to actually acknowledge out loud. Um, But more so than being a student, who I actually am as a person is I'm extremely ambiverted, which if you don't know what that is, I'll actually get into that later on in this episode. But I feed off of social interaction, but I also really need my alone time as well to recharge and like revitalize myself. So I fall somewhere right in between introverted and extroverted, ambiverted, boom. Um, I'm witty, sassy, sarcastic, so I hope you can pick up on sarcasm well because I'm pretty sure this podcast will be full of it. And I'm sorry in advance if you don't pick up on sarcasm well. We will, you know, fix that. This will be a how-to podcast for you. If you don't pick up on sarcasm well, this will be a how-to pick up on sarcasm because I will probably have it in every single episode. Um, Also, as well as me being sassy, witty, I'm an extremely empathetic person, although that probably sounds like the antithesis of what I just described. Um, I like to really advocate for those who are typically ignored in society. I believe everyone has a voice. I believe, you know, that that's a God-given thing that we all have a voice, but not everyone necessarily listens. So I really like to advocate for those people to be listened to, those marginalized groups, those people who have been, you know, ignored and pushed, pushed to the side in society. And as a journalist, as a journalist student, that's what I typically like to write about is, you know, the heavy, hard-hitting stuff, politics, religion, culture, race. And if you have, you know, read my writing, if you've seen my videos, you know, I talk about all of those things, but the podcast, Sit Still with Sierra, will be nothing like that at all. So I'm sorry in advance if that's what you were kind of expecting, but this podcast, if you read the description, it's like, you know, 20, 15 to 25 minutes for you to just sit back, relax, enjoy, de-stress, unwind, forget about all the scary things happening in the world, forget about all of the things that you have on your to-do list, and kind of just unwind for a second. Um, I know a lot of times we'll label our day as having a bad day if like 10 minutes of our day was terrible, but really if we would just stop and like breathe for a minute and reflect and calm down, we'd realize, okay, my day isn't completely bad, that, you know, that part of the day was bad, but the whole thing is not bad. So I hope that this podcast serves um, that purpose and helping you to just pause throughout your day, stop, whether you listen to podcasts on your commute to work and school, like I like to do personally in the car, or you listen to them as soon as you wake up or right before you go to bed. I hope that this podcast serves as that, you know, safe space to just relax, unwind, and forget about your problems for the next few minutes. So that's the point of this podcast. That's why I wanted to start it. Obviously, we are on, we are in, you know, a time period where there's a big question mark over what's next for us, and I don't want this to be a constant reminder of everything going on outside and of, you know, in the real world. But I also don't want to be, you know, obviously negligent and act like, you know, there aren't scary things happening. But I want this to be a safe space, like I said, to just unwind. 
Um, So that's a little bit about me. That's a little bit about why I wanted to do this podcast and who I am. My background in writing and uh, broadcast journalism has, you know, served me well, but I enjoy that this is not a graded thing. This is not, you know, where I have to speak so eloquently. I really enjoy extemporaneous speaking, conversational, and so this is really just a happy place for me and hopefully a happy place for you as well. So like I mentioned earlier, I'm 21 years old. And although I've only been in my 20s for two years, technically, um, not even two years, I just turned 21 at the end of April. (laughs) So I am, you know, a newbie to the 20s, but I have observed a lot. I'm a super observational person and I have just really observed a lot when it comes to the adult world and adult life. And I was just telling my sister the other day, I was like, oh, I have two sisters, by the way, if you didn't know. So I have my parents and I have two sisters. I'm the youngest of three girls, which definitely um, is a big dynamic of who I am today. So I was telling one of my sisters yesterday, um, I was like, you know how they say adults are just children who act like they have it all together? That has been my experience in observing adults and experiencing adult life for myself is that we're all just trying to figure it out. We're all just trying to hang in there and figure out what we're doing with our lives, especially now more than ever. But the title of this episode is Hi, Nice to Meet You. And of course, I want you to, you know, meet me, get to know me a little bit better. But I want to get to know you as well. And most importantly, I want you to get to know yourself and meet yourself or re-meet yourself um, all over again. I think that when we become adults, a lot of our creativity and imagination and being in in touch with who we are as people, that kind of dies down a bit, which is something I want to talk about more, talking about conformity in society. Um, And we kind of lose sight of who we are. And I know that your 20s, it's typically labeled as the time period where you're figuring out who you are. And I, I love that. But at the same time, I feel like there's a pressure that comes with that, that when you hit 29, it's like, a big mental countdown clock in your brain. You're like, oh my God, I only have a year to have it all together. Or there's this constant countdown clock, no matter how old you are, where it's like, I have to have this together. I have to have these accolades. I have to have this figured out. And what I love about being a human being is that we're never going to have it 100% figured out. Um, Even when you hit 30, you're not going to have everything figured out. You may know yourself a bit better than you did when you were 25, but I still don't think there's going to be Um, a point in your life where you're like, I 100% know myself because circumstances change, life changes, you change, you know, relationships, whether it be platonic or romantic, you know, relationships come and go in your life. And I feel like that definitely contributes to who you are as a person. So I feel like you're constantly changing. You are this, you're a butterfly, but you're still changing. Like you're flapping your wings differently. You're eating different things. You're going to different places. So I, I just like the, the freedom and leaving the label off of your 20s of or a feeling like by the time I hit 30, I have to have it all figured out. I want to keep exploring and knowing myself when I hit 30, when I hit 40, when I hit 45, you know, whatever the case may be. So that's why I decided to label this first episode, Hi, Nice to Meet You, because I want you to take this time to re-meet yourself and figure out who you are. You may have a pretty good idea of who you are, but there still may be some, you know, restraints and there still may be some things that you find a little bit difficult in certain areas of your life. You're like, I don't really know who I am in that area or I don't know why I'm reacting the way I am to certain situations. And all of that has to do with knowing yourself and knowing who you are. 
So I mentioned a little bit before talking about conformity. Sorry if I'm talking fast, by the way. I can never tell if I'm a fast or slow talker. So, you know, next time I'll be a little bit more mindful of that and slow down. But this is the pace I typically talk in. But I talked about conformity a little bit. And I I was actually doing a an assignment for my psychology class um, this last semester. And it was talking about being creative beings. And I said, I think that we're all creative beings, but, you know, there's different labels, there's different pressures within society, um, depending on the setting, depending on where you are, or who you're with, where you have to conform in a sense. And I think there is a time and a place for that. Obviously, I'm not telling you to like scream and shout at your cubicle at work and get fired, or I'm not telling you to like totally not pay attention in class. But I think that we definitely, as we progress and age and throughout school, at work, we definitely conform more and more. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing, like I said. There's a time and a place to conform to whatever standards or whatever practices are, you know, in place at that particular uh, setting or at that particular point in time. But I really just want us to return to who we are at the core of ourselves I think now more than ever, I'm not going to say the C word, but you know, the C word that's kind of plaguing the world right now, that kind of has us in remote locations right now, whether we're working from home or doing school from home, which I'm currently doing, um, or whatever the case may be, your, your work life and your school life probably looks a bit different right now. And it is allowing more free time to just be with yourself, be with nature, be wherever you know, your hometown, maybe you're back home right now. It's just giving you time to stop or pause and be like, whoa, all the things that I thought were important, all the labels that I had placed on myself, in a moment they can be taken away. And what you're left with after all of that is who you really are as a person. So for me, I know that I'm a very observational person. Um, throughout all of my schooling, I, I, I'm a people watcher. So I'm the person at the airport who likes to sit and watch people almost miss their flights and like see how they react. Or I'm the person who watches people try and find their car in the grocery store parking lot. I'm one of those people who never remembers where I park and I look like I'm like in a maze trying to find my car. So I'm one of those people who likes to watch and just observe people in the least creepy way possible. I know that kind of sounds weird, but I'm a super observational person. And when I was in school, like uh, middle school, high school, that's usually a time period in high school where like, oh, you start partying, maybe you go out more, you drink. And I never really did those things. And the thing that I've realized about myself is that I don't let you know, peer pressure, or if I really don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it just because society says that's like the normal thing you do at a certain age. I remember when I turned 20, I told my mom, I was like, yay, I'm so excited. I'm not a teenager anymore. And she was like, what are you talking about? And it's just the fact that I always felt like being a teenager felt so weird to me because I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't do the typical teenage things. And it's not because I'm trying to be different. That's just who I am. Like, I don't want to go party. I don't want to go get blackout drunk. Um, And I was just never one for that. So when I turned 20, I was like, I feel like some of that pressure to do those things uh, was off of me. Although, of course, you know, partying and things still go on in college. I just felt a lot more free. So I realized that that is who I am as a person. I don't, like peer pressure doesn't work on me. And I typically don't do, you know, what the typical teenager or typical 20-year-old does. Um... And I am aware of that. And self-awareness has been something that's really important to me. And something that I've been thinking about a lot more lately is just the term self-awareness 
or self-aware. Um, and I'll read you the Oxford American Dictionary <laughs> definition. It says conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. And I feel like self-awareness is so important. It's such an important quality to have as a human being in general, but especially as an adult, because you have so many people walking around with no self-awareness and that definitely impacts their relationships. It impacts their school. It impacts their, their work. It impacts pretty much every facet of their life when they have no awareness of who they are as a person. Um, and like I said, you're never going to 100% know who you are, but starting to get a general idea of who you are is, you know, wise in my opinion, because that will let you know what kind of jobs you should be taking, what kind of friends you should have, um, if you like to stay up late, if you like to go to bed early, all of those things are all part of being self-aware. And I think that that's important when you are meeting or re-meeting yourself. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard of the Myers-Briggs personality test where you get like four letters and then a, like a label, like I believe I'm INFJ advocate. Um, I will link those on the sit with sit still with Sierra Instagram page if you want to go take the test for yourself. And I, I typically take it like every year cause it'll change slightly because I'm changing slightly, you know, every single year. So I like to like go back and take it again, but that personality test is usually like spot on if you answer the questions honestly and you're just really real with yourself. Um, that person personality test is so helpful with being self-aware because it tells you like every single thing. It'll tell you what kind of jobs you should take or avoid. It, it, it'll tell you like what your strengths and your weaknesses are. So I highly recommend the Myers-Briggs personality test. I know there's other things like Enneagrams and I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and different, you know, personality tests you can take. I haven't looked into a ton of them, but I'm going to make a point to look into other ones and just um, see if they're helpful in helping me understand myself better. Um, oh, also the five love language test. I love that one. My top two are words of affirmation and quality time, which is good to know. Like if you are, you know, getting into new friendships or relationships, it's good to know what you like or what makes you happy, um, things of that nature. So Self-awareness, like I said, it's so, so important. And when people and adults are not aware of who they are as people, it can definitely have negative a negative impact on them, not only with like their relationships, but with themselves because they'll constantly be questioning why things may not be going right for them or why they're having a difficult time in a certain area. And it's because they don't have self-awareness. So I am not giving you homework. This is not what this, you know, podcast is. It's not about me assigning things for you to do, but I do recommend that you, you know, read up on self-awareness and you take the Myers-Briggs personality test because it has been so helpful to me. I think the first time I took it, I was like 14 and it has changed slightly, but for the most part, I'm still like the advocate. Like that has always been my label. Um, like I said, I like to advocate for marginalized groups of people and so that has been a quality um, in me that has, you know, been constant for the past, what, seven years. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm an extremely empathetic person, so it makes sense that I would be labeled as the advocate. Um, so yeah, you should do that if you have free time this week um, or if you just want to get to know yourself a little bit better. Because like I said, the title of this episode is Hi, Nice to Meet You. And it's not even really about you getting to know me. It's about you getting to know yourself. Um, the next thing that I just want to talk about a little bit is I am a list person. Okay. Um, I remember one of my good friends texted me a few months ago and she was like, 
I wish I was more organized like you. And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm not, I'm not like super unorganized and chaotic, but I'm not like Marie Kondo either. Like I'm not super duper organized. And she's like, no, it's just that you make three step plans for everything. And I was like, oh yeah, I do do that. Don't, don't I? Like I have three step plans for everything. If I am trying to convince my parents of why they should let me do something, I have a three step plan to target that. If I want to redo my bedroom. I have a three-step plan on how to get that done. If I have a goal to make all A's for the semester, I have a three-step plan. Like, I have three-step plans for everything. Um, List for me has just been helpful for me to not have, like, chaos in my brain. It helps me to just, like, put it down on paper or put it in the notes in my phone and be a bit more organized. So this is what I'm going to recommend to List for you to make. Um, this week and see how that helps you to get to know yourself a little bit better. You can do it on a scratch sheet of paper. You can do it in the notes on your phone. You can type it up and print it out, make it all fancy, whatever you want. But here's what I want you to do. And I'm going to do it as well. And I want us to engage in conversation and like connect through social media since we obviously can't meet in person at this time. But I want to really um, engage and like start some conversation. So I want you to re-meet yourself. And to do this, I want you to make one, two lists. The first list that I want you to make is five things that you like. And I don't want you to think about this super hard. I don't want this to be like, like I said, it's not homework. I just want you to think super quickly and write down the first five things that come to your mind. If you want to make, you know, more than five things, go for it. But five things that you like. So I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I know that I love outdoors. So I would write down outdoors. I know that I love pasta, so I would write down pasta. So just make a list of five things that you like. And don't think about what social media trends are currently going on. Don't think about what your mom would want you to say. Just write down the five things that you like, okay? Hold that list. Don't throw it away. Keep it in a safe place. And then another list I want you to make, I want you to write down five things that make you feel like low energy. Now, what I mean by that is, for me, pointless conversations... Um, make me feel extremely low energy, especially if I know you well. If I have been friends with you for years and we're still having like pointless conversations like, you know, what's your favorite TV show? Like we, we have graduated past that, you know, introductory type of conversation that makes me feel very low energy. I love having deep conversations. It can be about the most random things, but I just love having like deep conversations about, you know, you that I'm talking to, about a situation, about movies, um, about anything. Like I like to have deep conversations and that actually makes me feel more energetic. So I want you to write down five things that make you feel low energy. That might be talking on the phone. That might be watching TV all day that makes you feel low energy and unmotivated. Just find the five things that make you feel low energy and jot those things down. Now, what I want you to do with these two lists is for the next week, I want you to be intentional about uh, the five things that you like that you wrote down. I want you to be more intentional about doing those things. And I want you to just think uh, or track down your mood when you're doing those things. So if you wrote down that you like to be outdoors, then when you take time, whether it be 10 minutes out of your day to go outdoors, I want you to write down how that makes you feel, why you love going outdoors. What is it that, you know, being outdoors just makes you feel happy and joyful? Like, why is that? And just connect with those emotions that you feel when you're in that space or you're doing that thing that you like. If you wrote down you love cookies, why do you love cookies? Like, how do you feel when you're eating a cookie? 
don't be too hard on yourself. Yes, we need to be healthy, but I absolutely believe there's a balance. Um, have a cookie if that's what you really like and that's what you wrote down initially. And then why do, does that thing make you happy? That's what I want you to do with the list of things that you like. Now, the list of things that make you feel low energy, I want you to acknowledge um, how often you participate in those things. So if you wrote down that, talking on the phone makes you feel very low energy, like gives you... Um, makes you feel tired or makes you feel unmotivated, I want you to be aware of how many times you do that throughout the week, whether you realize it or not. Um, Obviously, I'm sorry, but if you hate your job and that's on your list of things that make you feel low energy, I'm not recommending that you just don't do your job. Um, But maybe look into doing a hobby outside of work that will help you to not feel so unmotivated and low energy. But yeah, so you have your list of five things that make you feel low energy, and I want you to try and avoid doing those things, if you can, within reason, of course. Um, Avoid doing those things for the next week and see how your mood changes, see how you feel different as a person, and just see where that takes you throughout this past week. Like I said, this isn't a homework assignment. You can choose to refrain from doing these things, or you can do it every single day if you want. Um, I just think that it's important that we know ourselves, especially before we, you know, take on a bunch of friendships or before we take on a romantic relationship, it's important that we know ourselves, um, you know, better than anybody else, we should know ourselves. So do those things this week. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make lists and I will be posting them. So make sure you're following at sit still with Sierra on Instagram because I am going to, you know, have polls on my Instagram story or like questions. And I want to know what, like, what is on your list? So let's definitely stay engaged and stay connected. I love to spark dialogue between people and just pick people's brains. Um, So make sure you're following Sit Still with Sierra on Instagram so that you can participate. And then when we come back for episode two, I want to dig deeper into our list and how it made us feel. I thank you so much for tuning into my first episode and I hope that you stay tuned for more. I love each and every one of you, um, whether it's two listeners or 2,000, you know, Um, and I hope that you get to know yourself a little bit better this week. So it was nice to meet you, and I hope you get to meet yourself a little bit better. Bye.